All right, everybody, welcome. Uh, I'm here again with a special guest. This is Mark. Uh, you want to introduce yourself real quick? Just tell people who you are a little bit. Uh, yes, hello. My name is uh, Mark Hansen. I work for GSF Mortgage in Newcastle, Delaware. So we're right in the Corporate Commons. And I'm, I'm born and raised in Wilmington, Delaware, so I know the area very, very well. 302. Yeah, 302. Been in the um, finance mortgage business since October of 2006. Actually selling like checking accounts, savings accounts, CDs, stuff like that. And then right from there, I went over to do asset sales, which is actually doing the mortgages. It was, you know, kind of a different role from an actual loan officer. It was more sales based. It was just more sales based. So we were, you know, originating the loans, doing the application, and then that was it. Um, so I was doing that, I would say, until probably about 2007, 2008, and then the market crashed. So I actually helped with the default servicing team. So I was doing anything from loan modifications to... Um, repayment plans to short sales, anything that we could do to really avoid our, our customers going into foreclosure. Yeah. And so, right now I'm licensed in 10 states all over the country. So. so there's really not a whole lot of people that I could talk to that are going to be more knowledgeable than you when I'm trying to learn about this side of the business. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I, I know a lot just being in it, but you know, I learned something new really every single day. Because there's so many people that I work around that have been in the business for 25, 30 years. Now, yeah. you, you can't be scared in this business to ask questions. No, you know, I'm you learning that quickly. Yeah. That's actually how we all ended up here. It, exactly. So you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be the loan officer, um, you know, who think that they know everything. Because quite frankly, you're going to embarrass yourself. You're going to embarrass yourself. <laughs> so it's always good to ask questions, you know, keep up to date with all the rules and all the regulations, all the policies and stuff like that. Because let's be honest, you know, rules and regulations and policies change all the time. Overnight. Yeah, overnight. <laughs> so you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you are aware of what's going on and you're not giving anybody false information. Awesome. All right. So now that we know what you do mm -hmm. uh, and where you came from and, and why you're such an authority on this matter, you know, my curiosity is who's Mark outside of work? Right, because mm -hmm. I'm looking for partnerships. I'm looking to build a big team and kind of a one-stop shop for my clients, where it's all easy and we can take that anxiety away. Yeah. So, for me, it's really important that I get to know the people that I'm working with mm -hmm. that I plan on spending that much time with and really creating a life with. Yeah, right. It's not direct, but it is indirect. So, yeah, yeah. you know, what do you what do you like to do outside of your career? Well, outside of my career, you know, I'm uh, I'm a married man, so I have a wife. I have a five year old daughter at home. So, That's awesome. what's her name? Her name's Peyton. Peyton. My wife is Jessica. So, outside of work, you know, I'm a I'm a family man. You know, I I wake up in the morning, I hang out with my daughter before I take her to school. I go to work, come home, hang out with them, go to bed, do the same thing all over again. But you know, we have a, a, a beach house down in Bethany. Awesome. So we go down there as much as we possibly can. You know, we yeah, try to go down beach there. Beach goers, or, or yeah, oh, yeah, we're beach goers. Happy hours, fishing. We drive on the beach. You know, we we do surf fishing. Um, we're actually right on the lagoon oh, in Ocean right. View. So we have a pontoon boat out there. So we'll take that out. We'll we'll lay some crab traps down. Um, we'll take a nice little boat ride to Paradise Grill and yeah. you know, hang out. And, you know, it's 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 fun time. So I like to do that. Um, I love playing golf. 
Well, now we have two things in common. So I, I, love, grew, I grew up fishing and yeah. taking boats around the corner to the wharf. I was always in Ocean City or Wildwood. But yeah. I had a little skiff. My dad always had a boat. I was always spent time down there. So we have that a lot in common. And golf. Yeah. I and mean, I don't play so much anymore. I got a little bit of tweak in the back, but yeah. You know, yeah, it's been a while since I try to get out. Um, I try to get as much as I can, but you know, let's be honest. You know, yeah. in this business, it's, it's really we hard. can make money, or we can spend money. Exactly. <laughs> so I usually try to go out, um, you know, as much as I can. But you know, in the winter time, I like to go snowboarding and stuff like that as well. So it's been a few years since I've done that. Um, I actually had a, uh, a golf cart accident. Which is funny to say. Was it a golf cart accident or was the result of it an accident? Because I've been in plenty it was, of uh, collisions, but none of them have been accidental. No, this was actually, <laughs> this was a situation where it was literally the day um, before my 30th birthday. So, and I'm 37, so I'll be 38 this year. So it was a long time ago. And it was literally the day before my 30th birthday. And I'm golfing with my wife's boss and, and my dentist. And, um... We're at Del Castle, so some people might be familiar with Del Castle. But uh, we're going down uh, hole seven. I'm not driving, so I'm in the passenger seat. And he starts going down the uh, the golf uh, the car path, made this left turn, not knowing that it was like a 90-degree turn, and he's going full speed, didn't hit the brakes, and it tipped over. Oh, I jumped out, and it literally just karate chopped my ankle. Oh, God. Yeah, so I broke both ankles, and I have, my right one was the worst one. The right one I actually have, um, like, a plate on the right side, and I have a couple screws in there as well. So let's just say, when I go golfing, <laughs> well, I drive now. Yeah. Nobody else drives. <laughs> or you're walking. We're all walking. Well, nobody's walking, because I don't like walking <laughs> golf courses, you know, golf courses. But, uh, no, every time I go out there, I always, uh, I always drive. Yeah, I have so, friends, I've... I can't tell you how many times that, like, you know, I'll stop on the hole, I'm going to get out, wham, get mm -hmm. in the back, looking at a couple of you. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that happens all the time. You yeah, know? It's, like the, it's like the videos we see on the internet now, yeah. somebody in their backswing, their buddy just hits them with a car. It's funny until somebody like, gets hurt. It's fun until somebody breaks both ankles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, then it's a problem. Then it's a huge problem, yeah. so it's not fun anymore. Yeah, well, because yeah. the thing with golf is that it's a frustrating sport. Yeah. But there's always that one shot that yeah. always brings you back. Yep. Like, let's let's be how was how was the round? And you're like, well, dude, on four, yeah, my third shot, money. They're like, what'd you shoot? You're like, on seven, yeah. <laughs> I had a really good drive out of the tee yeah, box yeah, on yeah. seven, yeah. Like, but what'd you shoot? You're like, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you <laughs> I shot, but that hole was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so with you being in mortgages, me getting into real estate, mm -hmm. and all the different things that I'm trying to do, which is yeah. probably a lot. But you know what? I have the time to do it. You got so, your plate full, so that's fine. That's right. I'd yeah. rather have my plate full than an empty plate. <laughs> that's true. So, what are a couple things that everybody should know as a foundational basics of getting ready to make a big purchase? Whether it's a car, whether it's a house, if you're trying to make a big purchase and borrow money, mm -hmm. borrowing money is very expensive. Yes, it should be, mm -hmm. right? So, what kind of things are you, as a, uh, a member of the bank, looking for to make sure that we can buy the things we want with the money that we don't have? Well, you know, f first and foremost, you, you got to make sure you can afford what you're buying. Specifically a house, you know, because in most cases, that's going to be the biggest investment that anybody out there is going to make. That's true. So you want to make sure that you speak to, you know, a professional, um, you know, who has been in the business for quite some time, knows all the, in, you know, the ins and outs of everything. But you also want to really kind of weigh what you're already paying out 
on a monthly basis. That's fair. You know, so you want to make sure that you have your debt to a minimum. Because, you know, people don't like that, but the weird thing is mortgage companies want to see debt. debt. They want to make sure that you could, that you can afford the payment. They want to make sure that you have a great payment history of whatever outstanding debt that you have. You know, student loans, car loans, credit cards, personal loans, anything like that. Um, They want to make sure that all your payments are on time. So I always tell people that, you know, you really got to sit down, look at what you pay out per month, not including like your utilities, you know, like cable or, you know, um, electricity or, or anything like that, your normal essentials, because we don't take that into consideration when it comes to your debt to income ratio. Yeah. It's just based off of, you know, what you pay out with your credit cards, your car payments and, and all that stuff. Anything that's gonna be revolving or installments is what we look at. Yeah, it's it's always very interesting. I mean when I got my first mortgage when I bought my condo in oh, what was two thousand eleven, I mm-hmm. think. Um you know, I remember sitting down for the first time and he's like, All right, I can get you a loan up to three hundred and eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And I was like, Wait, what? Because I was making, I think I was making 70 at the time. I didn't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of debt, but I had a student loan. I had a car note. I had all yeah. these things. And I remember thinking like, wow, they're going to give me a lot of money. I must be doing really good. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at what a house at that rate would cost. Mm-hmm. And I would have survived about three months. And I would have been foreclosed on. Yeah. So I always carried the rule of if you're feeling lucky that you got that offer, mm-hmm. it's probably not luck. It's probably a warning shot. Yeah. As in... Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, true. I agree. Right? So mm-hmm. when it comes to like, you know, minimum qualifications and, and kind of how you guys look at it, I know there's like, you know, the 28-36 split of, you know, 28% of your monthly income can be spent on housing mm-hmm. uh, or 36% of it minus all of your, you know, prior agreed to debts and payments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are some of those qualifications that we should look for when we're looking at it like, you know, how much money in order to be, you know, walk in or call you and say, hey, I need a pre-qualification. What is mm-hmm. kind of the baseline of where we could expect to hear, yeah, you'll be good. I'll get that to you in X amount of time. Well, you know, what we always look at is that, you know, debt to income ratio as well. We like to keep it like under like a 45% okay. debt to income ratio. Fair. So the amount of money that you have coming in compared to the amount of money that you pay out on a monthly basis can't exceed 45%. Okay. So, you know, there there's different guidelines with different programs like FHA, you know, they're a little more lenient on that, so they can go a little bit higher. But the last thing that I want to do is set anybody up for failure. Mm-hmm. So even though you might qualify for a, for a higher amount, I always want to make sure that you know what you want to be at, like comfortable-wise, for, for your payment to be on a monthly basis. So I know that you pay X amount of dollars for your car, you pay X amount of dollars for your credit cards, um, but this right here, this is your main payment, this is gonna be your mortgage, is this gonna be okay for you? Or yeah. are you eating ramen because yeah. you bought a house? Exactly. Like, is are that you gonna, gonna make you happier? Yeah, because the last thing you wanna do, because you know, everybody has their own, their own lifestyle. You know, everybody wants to go out and have a good time. And, you know, go out to dinner and stuff like that. You don't want to sacrifice all of that just to buy it. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to ruin. I would say whatever it is that's making whatever you happy. it is that that's making you happy to buy the house. But you have to live within your means. You know, you don't want to go out and you know do all these fancy one hundred fifty, two hundred dollar dinners if it's really going to 
deplete your your checking account or your savings account because at that point you're not you're not, you're not going down the right path. Getting anything. You're not getting anything. You're not going anywhere with that. So I always um, you know I always sit down with people. First thing I do is pool credit. You know that's the most important thing because that right there is going to let me know what you actually have out there and how much you're paying it on a you know on a monthly basis. And then we'll simply look at the income. You know we'll look at your pay stubs. We'll look at your W twos. Um, or if you're self-employed, you know, we'll look at your personal and business federal tax returns. And we'll really try to, you know, factor all of that into what you can afford. But we also want to make sure that you know what you're comfortable paying That's per month on a mortgage. So for everyone out there who has their Credit Karma app mm -hmm. or whatever the competitors are, they have something to monitor that score. Yeah. What? Where should they, if, if they're at or above... X, mm -hmm. they should feel good. Mm -hmm. What is that number? Like credit score wise? Yeah, like where's the line between you're you're looking a little worried or you're good? Um, you know, you know, five eighty or above is 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 good. You know, in a way because you know FHA obviously, you know, if you're you know, if you're 580 or above, you know, you can put down a minimum of three and a half percent. We can really kind of sit down, go over everything that you have on there. Um, I usually, you know, a, a pre-approval letter is usually good for about 90 days. Okay. Um, you know, so if we need to, if we need to revisit this, um, you know, then that's something that we can do. But I always recommend, you know, give it about a 90 day window just in case you have to change anything or if you have to update anything based off of your credit score. Because if anything needs to be reported to the credit bureaus, the turnaround time on that to get everything, you know, kind of updated is usually within 30 to 45 days. Okay. So, yeah, but even if the pre-approval letter expires, it's not that big of a deal. As long as nothing is dramatic so as change, has changed, pretty much know where yeah, we're starting we could, Yeah, we would have to go back and just kind of, you know, re-pull the credit um, and just to make sure everything is, is where we need to be. And there, there are certain situations that, that we have, which is called a what-if situation. So if we pull credit, then there's a what-if situation in the system that we use to say, okay, if the borrower pays this off, or if the borrower pays that off, this is the potential amount the score could increase up to. That's pretty badass. Yeah. So and at that point, we can kind of let them know, like, listen, if you pay this off, your your score could potentially go up an additional forty-five points. So you're really more than just a lender. You're kind of a, a adult GPS. In a way, you know, we try to steer them. We yeah. try to steer them in in the right direction. Well, that, I, I mean, I think that's a, a huge asset. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can pull my credit and look at it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I know what it means. Oh, well, there's a lot of people <laughs> that have no idea what it means. Yeah, know? a lot I mean, of people don't know the three major credit bureaus that are out there. Yeah, I mean, I would bet that most people can't even name them. No, I probably can't. Probably, yeah, people probably can't name them. Um, and then also when they look at it, they don't really know what they're looking at. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, so what I'm hearing from you, so, you know, we have a 30 to 60 day closing right, in most mm -hmm. states, right? So if you take the top end of that, it's 60 days, so that's mm -hmm. two months. Plus we have a 90-day window with most pre-approvals. Yeah. So now we're at 150 days, mm -hmm. five months, right? And then you build in, say, another two months of finding the house, making the offer, negotiating, and getting it closed. Mm -hmm. So realistically, what I'm hearing is, I should understand where I am in my capabilities mm -hmm. to buy a house 
up to seven months before I plan on moving my stuff in the door. Yeah, well, I... Because, I mean, going to look at a house that I don't know if I can afford is just creating disappointment on really four levels. Yeah. <laughs> Both real estate agents, mm -hmm. the seller that you're talking to, and yourself. Yeah. So there's nothing worse than making yourself feel bad. Yeah. Well, the good thing about, you know, the, the, the realtors that we work with as well, and, and, and a lot of realtors that are out there, pretty much I would say 99% of them, you know, they won't even take you, in most cases, to look for houses until you have a pre-approval letter. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just wasting their time. That's so, one of the reasons why I'm really excited that we're, you know, we're talking about, you know, sharing clients and making sure that we're providing each other's clients with value because mm -hmm. I know that the conversation happens a lot where it's like, I just want to look because I don't know what I want and I don't mm -hmm. know how much it's going to cost. So I'm not going to get pre-approved because I don't want to go through all that just to find a house I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think the conversation may be, well, a part of working with me as your realtor mm -hmm. is that I walk you through that process. We get you a roadmap. We help you raise the money or save the money or earn the money. Mm -hmm. We help you, you know, with which card to pay off and which one to put a little bit more cash down on yeah. and what money to keep aside and when you should do this. So it's kind of a one-stop shop almost. I hate to use the word hand-holding, mm -hmm. but some people want to hold hands. That's true. And if you want to hold hands, I'll hold your hand. Yeah. Especially if at the end of the tunnel, you're happy with the house and I get paid. Yeah. So, um, exactly. You know, that that's really good. So when you, when, if I came to you tomorrow as someone who didn't know you, mm -hmm. what does the process look like? Like what, what kind of documents should I bring you? What questions should I be ready to ask you? What questions should I be ready to answer so that... I can step right in and start playing my role mm -hmm. in buying my house. So if somebody comes in and, you know, we get inquiries online and, you know, we get leads through, you know, different avenues, uh, different platforms, but um, if, if it's the first time that I'm speaking to somebody and they are inquiring about looking to get pre-approved, mm -hmm. you know, my biggest thing is, you know, are you working with a realtor now? Have you been on different sites to look at? you know, certain houses in your area that are for sale. Um, where are, like, what, what's the price range of where you're looking to be? Because, you know, there's mortgage calculators online. Yeah, they're all. Okay, insane. they're all over the place. <laughs> but the good thing is about it is that they do calculate everything correctly. Yeah. Okay, besides, you know, your <clears throat> your taxes or your homeowner's insurance. Because yeah. people will look at a calculator and be like, oh, okay, so 250 is purchase price. I'm going to put down 3.5% or 3%. Um, and then they see a payment, they're like, oh, wow, man, this is, oh, low, I can do that. This is a low payment. But in reality, it's only principal and interest. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not factoring in how much they're going to be paying per month for their homeowner's insurance, how much they're going to be paying pay PMI. for their, yeah, or PMI, or, um, you know, for their property taxes, or if you're in an area where you have to pay mandatory HOA dues, which, you know, there's... Been there. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. you know, in North, I, I live in North Wilmington, so... You know, there's really not a lot of, you know, there, there's some neighborhoods that have HOA dues. It's like 25 bucks a year, and it's, oh, yeah. it's not always mandatory, you know what yeah. I mean? So, I, be honest, half of the time, I, I don't even know what it's for. So, because I pay for trash, you know, I pay for all that stuff. That doesn't come out of my HOA dues. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I always, uh, you know, want to make sure, you know, that they have all their ducks in a row. What are you comfortable paying per month? You know, where are you trying to... You know, where are you trying to get your payment to? What are you not trying to go over? Um, and then at that point, you know, we kind of just really sit down and go over all the numbers. That sounds good. I mean, 
it, it's it's interesting as someone from outside mm -hmm. of the mortgage. I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding about mm -hmm. all of it. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of anxiety mm -hmm. about. But what if I call them and I get embarrassed? Right. I feel mm -hmm. like that's a huge thing for people not knowing. I mean, yeah. In my mind, if you don't own a house or you do and you're thinking about moving, mm -hmm. why is there any negative mm -hmm. to getting a pre-approval letter? Like if I'm not ready for a year. Is there any negative to me calling you and going, you know what, Mark, let's fire up a pre-approval for mm -hmm. me because I'd like to know where my basis is, where I am right mm -hmm. now in all the forms, right? I know that I'm sitting in this building, I'm employed by Keller Williams, I have all these things, mm -hmm. but I have no idea about my adult report card. I have no idea what my grade is, Yeah. right? Is, mm -hmm. it, is there any negative to coming and get it, even if in this next 90 days there's a 0% chance I'm going to put an offer on my house? No, it's, there, there's nothing negative about that, um, you know, because I've had people call me and say, you know, and, and I'm, you know, getting into the, the conversation of looking to get pre-approved, and I'm like, well, the first thing we've got to do is pull your credit, you know, because we want to see where you are, see where you're, um, you know, what other outstanding debt you have. And I've had people say, you know, don't, don't, be, don't be shocked when you see my, my credit score. You know, that kind of throws up a little bit of a red flag right there, yeah. you know, from, from my perspective. But at the same time, I'm like, listen, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I've seen, you know, extremely low credit scores, but... My goal at, at that point is after I see your score and what you have on your credit report is get you to um, a certain company or a certain individual that could help you out with your score, help you out with any you know, collection debt or anything that you have on there, um, and really work with you and work with the credit bureaus to get you to where you need to be so when you're 100% ready to purchase the home, you're, you're more educated of how you're going to kind of control your debt um, moving forward. Well, that's good because the, the lack of financial and process-driven education yeah. is mind-blowing. It is. Right? Like, you know, me and, me and Adam talked about inflation the other day, mm -hmm. and we learned that basically inflation is the opposite of inflation. It's essentially printing money, and with this whole thing, it was, it was crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm constantly kind of getting my mind blown here, and I'm hoping that... You know the people who watch it get through the whole thing and understand that too but mm -hmm. um you know this has been very educational for me mm -hmm. we're gonna have to have some offline conversations so that i don't expose my my situation to everybody but yeah um if i could say one thing to you guys i talk to this guy a couple times a week now he's doing first-time home buyer seminars he's all over the place legitimately just wants to help so call him up get him to pull your credit get him to take a look at it because i've said this before to you guys if we look at it as this is where I am and this is where I need to go. You have to first identify where you are, right? Your GPS has to know where the phone is in order to tell you how to get to where you're trying to go, right? And the, knowing the way is fine, but he can get you to say, here's your GPS location. What's your goal? Okay, what's the proper road to get there? You need guidance. You need guidance. That's it. We're here to give it to you. Doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't at all. So you want to give them your contact information one more time before we skedaddle here and give them uh, Yeah, of course. So, uh, again, Mark Hansen, GSF Mortgage. Uh, my email address is mhansen, that's M-H-A-N-S-E-N, at go, G-O, G-S-F dot com. Um, you can always reach me on my, on my personal cell phone as well, and that number is 302-593-9756. I dig it. And, uh, yeah, give me a call. We'll help you out any way we can. There's no reason That's not to start. That's what we're here for. You're, 
If you don't have a house, you're gonna have one. You, you will. have a house, you're gonna have another one, probably. Yeah, we'll get you there. It's time to call Mark. I really appreciate the time, Thanks, sir. Buddy. I appreciate it, man. Anytime. Thanks, guys.